Welcome to Pure Cringe, the podcast for everybody who likes to cringe at all things Bravo. My name is Maria, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Michelle. How the hell are you, Michelle? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We just, we have to make sure to erase footage, Michelle. Yes, yes we're yes. talking about terrible things. Yes, terrible. being very, very fresh, when yeah. what we really need to talk about is the train wreck that is ahead of us. So we are smack oh, yes. dab. In the middle, believe it or not, it feels like we're still, well, actually, we're, I guess, heading towards the tail end, even though tonight's episode, uh, episode six, is called the finale. Um, right, that are, confused me. Yeah. Yes, this is the Real Housewives of New Jersey uh, rewatch slash recap series. We are calling Feels Like the First Time. And uh, tonight's episode is called Finale, although there are, I believe, four more episodes after mm-hmm. this. And we'll have to figure out if we want to recap them all, because I think one is a lost footage episode. And we'll have to see, like, how cool that is. That might I be think like that's like the next episode looks like a lost footage, I think. Yeah, that might be a mini a mini-sode, or maybe we yeah. can talk a little bit about that. But Or combine um, it. We could, maybe. I don't know. Oh, totally. And yeah. then we have a couple of reunions, which are going to be very juicy. <laughs> but basically, tonight's episode... I mean, I hate to say this. I, I hope I don't mean to be too on the nose with it, but like this is literally the you know the thing that kicks off all of the we'll call it violence on Housewives. This yeah. is really the first time we're seeing someone really res- like lose control of themselves. Yeah, like Teresa was fucking born. Yeah, this yeah. Night. This was- she came out of the fucking dinosaur egg, and she was born. And she just created the monster. She did. Yeah. Totally. This, I mean, this is, to your point, what we're going to be expecting going forward from Teresa, mm-hmm. this type of behavior. And we're going to get it. Um, yeah. But this particular episode is, yeah, it's pivotal, not only in this particular series, but like in Housewives sort of lore and legend. Right. I hate mm-hmm. to say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this this is like, you know, this is the return of the king. Right. In, in the Lord of the Rings series. Um <laughs> So, Michelle, I have a very small notebook. I don't know. What do you use to take notes? I'm curious. Do you take notes? Uh, uh, yeah, I have like this, like uh, one of these like composition books, you know, these guys. Oh, so it's like like a sort of almost standard size, right? Yeah. But see, I write pages? like very big. It's very big. I don't use all the lines. Oh, I can't. Re- I couldn't read it when I was 16. So I definitely can't read it now. But well, I'm still learning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, how many How many pages of notes do you have for this episode? Curious. Uh, uh, like three and a half. There was not much to say. You know, so and I have a very small like Midori traveler size notebook mm-hmm. situation here. And so I have one... Oh my gosh, you guys, nine, ten, ten pages. What the fuck did you these. read about? Well, I have a lot of thoughts and I have a okay. lot of things that I'm going to ask you. Oh, okay. And some okay. things that I'm going to be uh, asking our friends other than your sister who are listening mm-hmm. and your sister and my cousin Deb who oh, okay. are, and, and, and Nurse Feeney who are our super fans. But um, yeah, so I have, a lo- I have a lot of shit to say and I have a lot of questions to ask you. So uh, I hope you are buckled up and have had enough wine. Okay. Let me just get a sip in here. I was going to say right? this shit's going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do have a ton of notes, but jump in at any point. So mm-hmm. I have a, a ton of questions for you. So also too, 
uh, feel free to tell me to shut up because it's probably going to feel like an interview because I I have no taste as we have determined before. And there's a lot of uh, house stuff going on here. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to need your opinion on because yeah. I, I'm at a loss. It so made we, me sweat. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, we started Teresa's house, which is probably the most sweat-inducing. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that's when Dina and Lexi are arriving with gifts for the new house. Yeah. Um, I secretly, and I know that you're gonna you're gonna cringe at this, and I apologize. I mean, please don't be offended. I really think I love the front door though. With the bird heads? What is that? I don't know. I thought it I was wings. I think they're bird heads. I think I thought they were oh. wings too, but then I looked really. I kept pausing it i think yeah bird heads like eagle heads the big long pieces on the yes door? if you look at the at the oh. pieces that come towards the center they're like a beak but Shit. maybe they're not maybe it's like a high, highly interpretive thing i don't yeah, know yeah i loved it i loved it um yeah i thought it was pretty cool but i again i i, I need to know what it is actually someone needs yeah. to tell me yeah we're gonna have to do a little research on that one because i'm yeah i thought they were wings there's something about that they looked almost like um like almost like a modern interpretation of wings for me for some reason. Yeah. But Dina comes with her Louis Vuitton tray. Yep. Um, bringing bread as you do, mm-hmm. and um, and salt and salt because it's an Italian thing. She says it's and not then, the Polacks do it too. I was just gonna say I'm like I feel like this might be a doesn't uh, every cross European yeah. Really. <laughs> it probably is something where it's every European. Um, and this is what this part cracks me up. And do you want to talk about this a little bit? Because this is when Teresa and um, Dina go on the tour of the house. Yeah. And he, of course, Dina loves everything, which means it's hideous. Right. It's, it means it's beige. Right. It's beige and brown and uh, echoes a lot. There's yeah. Saint Laurent. Is that tile? Or is that what that the, she says? Is it Saint, Saint Laurent onyx? Marble? Oh, is it onyx? I don't know. The floors? What are the floors? Oh, I think they are onyx because that's when Dina says it's, she has onyx out her ass. Yeah. See, you got to onyx out your ass, um, which should have been the episode title. Onyx out your ass, yeah. Yeah, don't you think? That would be so good. <laughs> and then they go to the wine cellar where Joe makes his own wine. The I'm fucking, so confused. The Red Devil Room, what, like that was really smelly. It probably smelled like mold. I've been in wine cellars, like where they make, like store oh, like really? kava. Yeah, like, and you had to go down an elevator, like, many, many floors, and it was just, like, musty, and I kind of, kind of everyone that was down there with, like, the sort of cough. <laughs> I don't understand this. Can you help me figure this one out? It's like, Nobody no, lives there know. yet. They don't live there yet. But he's right? making but, his wine. He's but he's got, already. I love Lucy making his fucking tubs of wine, right, with, like, There's, the stomping yes. the grapes, yeah. How long has he been there? What is he doing? Squatting at the fucking place, making wine so. at night? The creepy that's, bastard? that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, I, you know, Michelle, I've never been in a wine cellar, but I was imagining what the smell was. And in my mind, it was like a mixture of like vinegar and Dracar Noir. Like it was just mm. disgusting. That was, that was what that I was would, imagining. Because that that's better, what I imagine I Joe smells like. I think that's what Joe smells like. Oh, Dracar Noir? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of it. Um, and then he's they got, sit he's got it on like subscription. <laughs> well, I think he has it on subscribe and save. Yeah, <laughs> he gets it from Amazon. He, yeah. gets, the, he gets that extra fifteen percent. That's very important to him. Uh, he gets it because he's having it shipped to Italy. Um, so <laughs> the weird part is then, and I didn't realize this, Michelle would tell me that you. I don't know if you noticed this. Teresa and Dina walk outside, and they have glasses and this like carafe situation with red yeah. wine but how far did they walk like where did they go like what the fuck and did i hear a fountain yes 
So there's a huge fountain to Teresa's left in the shot. Huge, like you're driving past a double tree. Okay. It was unbelievable. And then when I looked, I was like, how fucking far away is this house? I'd have to say it's a quarter of a mile. What do you think? I, I Because the thing is, they're sitting. So I didn't catch the fountain. I just heard it. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's I, there. I, I didn't get but I sort of presumed it must be there. Right. But yeah. So I know they walked up this driveway that's not done. And it was a long driveway, and then the grass was far away, and I, I, I don't know. fucking passed out. When I, realized, I was like, did they really walk, like, a quarter of a mile? It was probably more like an eighth, uh, like, maybe, like, an, an eighth. But, like, to try to figure out, like, where they could find the best shot, where they could drink wine, and also have the chateau in the back, which, of course, yeah. that's what they did. Um, and so there's a question about that, sure. though. Sorry, that's the size yeah. of the house. That's a big fucking house to keep clean. Like, I have to assume she had she had help. She, we so, don't ever see that, which is unusual, but we don't ever see that. Most of the time you would see, like, if there was someone who's, like, live-in, but maybe they have somebody who comes. But that house always looks clean. Always I mean, they're clean. up on ladders all day, like, fucking dusting, like, the vaulted ceilings. And, and you know, I... I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I mean, it's the just house the, is just gorge. Really. And then you have to just I mean, have someone in there all the time in your shit cleaning. I would assume. I mean, honestly, I hate to think about. It. I'm like, you know, her parents lived there for a bit. She had to have had people clean. Yeah, we yeah. just don't see it. I'm, I'm just going to make that assumption because yeah. there's no way with four kids. No, absolutely no way. Especially with the, uh, you know, the schedule that Gia has as the uh, rising star that she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So Teresa and Dina are sitting there having red wine inexplicably a mile away from the house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Teresa wants to have a party. Um, and she wants to have like a, I love this. When she said it, I just went, huh? It's like that movie I was telling you about that I watched the other night that like had someone who had been living in Mexico for like 20 years, but like inexplicably didn't understand a word of Spanish. It's like Teresa is not even in her house yet. And she wants to have a housewarming party. And I just yeah, want to there's go, no, 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 there's wait, no furniture. Like, there's a couch. We're not there yet. We're not, sit on. Yeah. we're not there yet. Like you don't live there yet. When you live there, that's when you have a housewarming party. Yeah. So like, then she so, says in lieu of that, because she doesn't really have yeah. um, furniture. So, yeah. And stuff. So she wants to have a nice dinner out. Yeah, and they go to, and she wants to invite everyone, including Danielle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Dina whines and is like, why does she have to be a part of our lives? And I'm like, bitch, because you're on a fucking show with her, though? Like, yeah. Because you're literally on the show because you're getting yeah. paid? She signed up for uh, it. And then we go to Danielle, and this is, I mean, listen, Danielle is the entire show for me. If there's no Danielle, there's no laughs, right? Danielle brings out oh. pictures of her modeling days to show the girls because I want to know what the fuck was in those pictures. The the expression on their faces was she in labor, giving birth. What the fuck? I think was she, she had to have been naked. I have to assume that she was like mostly with her clothes off. And naked on a pole? I mean, like, the, the look on their faces. Wow. They were horrified. They were horrified. She was, like, look, she, literally, like, she was showing her yearbook. Yeah. She was incredibly proud of these. And she said something about all my children and something about something else. Maybe One Life to Live. And, like, as if she was on these shows. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, she talks about her modeling days fucking like she was linda evangelista she's mm-hmm. like you know you really had to sell it when it was cold you had to make it look warm and inviting and it's just gross because i don't know because to your point the daughters are horrified and it feels very contrived 
Yes. Right. Like it feels it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent like just for a reason for them to be together so that you can then have a moment to tell them about the book. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes for you. Those of you that aren't actually looking at Michelle and I. So Danielle tells us that Teresa invited her to the party. Um, and then this is a, a situation where for the fifth time, I mean, I feel like honestly, we should have a drinking game throughout this whole series that every time Jacqueline mentions the fact that like either she doesn't want to choose between Danielle and her family or that she's neutral, you should drink. Um, because she says it again. She let's remind us again. She's neutral with everyone. Um, well, what's funny is uh, she says that she gets this invite and then, and then Danielle says, and I'm going to accept. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah. And well, you're being paid, girl. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting paid and, you know, you should be fucking happy that you can go somewhere in public. Nobody wants you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just surprised. Yeah, it's just that's I think that's again, that's her like self-awareness situation, right? Like she has no like real awareness of the fact that like she isn't really part of this group other than the fact that they are all in this show together no she's not but and I, when we get there i have a lot to say about she's part of it in her way that she has a very specific agenda yes yes and, and i can't and, wait to hear that and she's got to fucking fulfill that and it's you know i don't know yeah she's, she's a right. she's like a juggernaut and it's like she can only move in that one forward direction she's yeah <laughs> um yeah she's like a broken rook in chess just goes just goes forward just goes forward just forward just um (laughs) time moves forward um so we go to Jacqueline's house and Jacqueline's parents pull up in a fucking massive like a really nice trailer right so Michelle does he drive that does that man yes I was gonna say that old motherfucker drives I mean, let's say what over a hundred thousand for this enormous RV, right? It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stunning. I have to ask you. I'm curious. So, you and I just got back from a, a road trip. What do you think about the idea of RVing? Like, have you been in an RV? Do you like RVing? Um, I think I've been in an RV. I like. I think I've definitely have friends who have had RVs. I've never gone on an RV trip. I've always wanted to. Um, but the problem is the driving thing. I can't imagine like carting that thing around. Um, I'd want to like hire somebody to drive for me. I'll drive. I just need you to find someone, AKA Brian, your husband uh-huh. to, uh, come and empty out all the pee and the poop from the, from the gray tank. Then, then there's that. That's the part I can You know do. about that. You know, mo- you know more yeah. about that. Cause you pointed out some sort of special piece, uh, on the yeah. back of a ladder. That had a story, and I yeah, didn't like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I don't know what it's called, but it's a small little trolley thing that when you can't get your very large RV to a like a dump site in an RV site, you can empty some of your gray tank, which is all the wastewater, um, and you can empty that right into this little trolley thing and wheel it over, and That's then right, wheel it your out. shit. Right. Yeah, you're wheeling your shit right. around. So you just get you, it's just more opportunity to be near shit. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and that's this is the thing that's that stops me, other than the fact that I don't have a hundred thousand dollars for that kind of an RV. Uh-huh. But no, honestly, I am terrified of having to do anything with the tank. Like mm. I can see myself being the kind of person that just drives an RV and then like never uses the bathroom. Like yeah. it's constantly pulling we're over. Gonna, we're gonna pull over to gas station so you take a dump. Right? Seriously, like I'm 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 not gonna be able Pee to out use the window, the right? I don't know how I'll I don't know how I'll live. 
Um, I'll drive. I could drive all day, all night, but I cannot. I don't know. Because I've seen too many like RVing videos where they're like showing you something and then all of a sudden, and it's usually somebody who's RVed like their whole fucking lives uh-huh. and they literally like misalign the pipe and all the stuff happens and all the, <laughs> you know, all the gunk comes out and, <laughs> and I'd have to kill myself. I'd be forever unclean. So I forever just, unclean. You'd be like or, a gypsy who talked to like regular people forever unclean. <laughs> I am forever. It's like from the TV show, the league forever unclean. It is decided. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't do it. I just, I just can't. Um, so do you think that old guy, like, you know, I do. I think, I think Jerome grip retired Colonel. I do. I think he's probably full of piss and vinegar. And I bet you he drove that whole thing. Yeah, I I bet you that dude. Uh, I bet you he was amazing. I bet yeah. you he was dangerous, um, and aggressive with that thing. But that is a gorgeous RV. So you do like RVing, so that's cool. Yeah, I I like I like it in theory, but I'm just not sure about it in practice. Yeah, the other thing that scares me though is like you know when you go to like uh, like a campground, you know, so that you can like hook up. Yeah, uh, is that you have to be around people, and that really scares me. Yes. And there's like weird um, politics around that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you have to kind of conform to that. And I'm yeah. not into that. Like I'm into just sort of like rolling on my own. And um, I like yeah. the boondocking thing. Have you heard of that? Where you like, you have like enough in your tank, you have enough water, you have enough solar heat, you do solar heat and whatever, so that you can go into the wilderness and you don't have to be with other people. They call it boondocking. What if there's like a bear? Well, then you got to hope that you have a gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or that you're friends with Teresa Judas. Either way. Either way. There's this great Instagram where there's like someone like recorded like a bear who plays on her kid's swing. Like Like that. So you just bring a swing and put it in a tree. (laughs) The bear wants to swing on it. You just bring a bag of Cheetos and then you run one way and then you run the other way. That's all you do. The bear will not bother you. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, if you have the the fucking RV that Jacqueline's parents have, you don't have to worry about it. Because a bear can't even, I don't even think they could get in. That thing is like. It was pretty serious. Yeah, It's like a bullet. Um, So her parents and Ashley later are in the kitchen in the next scene after they sort of come in. In the beige kitchen. In the beige kitchen. I mean, everybody's kitchen looks the same. Um, So Jacqueline has a really cute scene, actually, with her family here. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. loved this. I thought this was really cute. It was a filler, of course. But she talks to her dad and her mom about Botox. Um, And and her lip filler, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of snoozeworthy, but, like, they have a cute relationship. The mother goes, it's poison. It'll go through your system and go into your brain. (laughs) It does, and then you stop frowning it's awesome i was just like yes but in the meantime all these other things will happen yeah um so she sends jack uh jacqueline sends ashley outside with cj because she wants to talk to her parents she says that she wants to talk to them a little a little bit about ashley ashley's car Mm -hmm. the whole situation with that um i hate to say it but it's one of those things where you know ashley did well in summer school but apparently she's still being kind of a bitch Mm-hmm. And her attitude sucks, which we saw actually last week in that photo shoot. Yeah. Which was, was so cringy. Fucking, oh, yeah. that was so fucking painful to watch. Um, and so her father says, and I mean, I spoiler alert agree that Jacqueline should not give her the car, but should just like give her the keys and sort of control them. When yeah. Necessary. Say like, it's, it's, you come to me for keys. It's available for you to use. Yeah. So you agree? Yeah. I don't, I mean, my parents didn't just give me a set of keys and say, 
have at it. I mean, it was like a, I had to ask. They always said yes. I still had to ask. Yeah. And I wasn't an asshole. Maybe you're I was. So, you're, you're, you're so nice. Yeah. My, my parents just bought me a car when I, the day I got my license. Oh, yeah. You in case. Yeah. There was like still some control. My mother really, you know, she, she went to her deathbed still in control. She thought so. Anyway, what's going to lose that? Well, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like it's, you know, I, I feel bad about Ashley and I feel like she's doing well now and that's great. But I feel like she is like just textbook one of those people that when you give them too much, they are in, you know, of course, you're putting them in a position where they're going to be able to, they're going to fuck it up. Like well, yeah, to give not, her free reign would be, would be to set her up to fail. I think. Yeah, so, you're not setting them bad. up for success. Totally. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. I agree. I thought there was a really cute scene here though, where um, she, is it Chris who's Jacqueline's husband? She she uh, actually refers to him as dad. Yes. Yes. In the next scene, she calls. Oh, him and dad. is that the next scene? Yeah. And oh, wait, did I, I skip a scene? Oh, yeah. You did. You skipped. Sorry. You, you know, oh. You, know what you skipped. You skipped two of the most important scenes, Michelle. So, spoiler alert, guys, oh, on, if you watch this, these next fillers. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, right? Let, Michelle, let's just fucking own it right now. Every scene until we get to the restaurant is a filler scene. This entire episode is just meant to get us to the scene at the restaurant. I, I thought like the Teresa scene in the beginning was legit at her house. Yeah, but that and sets then, up the, the whole restaurant. And I seriously have filler written next to every other scene. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, the next scene, we're going to go over this really quick because we're going to spend so much time probably mm-hmm. on the last scene um, in, in in the episode. So the next one is Dina and Lexi uh, at Dina's house with about 90 garbage bags. Uh, Full of stuffed is, animals, yep. What the fuck? This kid just collects. So a couple of things here. I, there's an egregious amount of stuffed animals. Where is she getting the money for the stuffed animals? Who is buying her stuffed animals? Second, when she opened that dresser drawer full of candy, like that wasn't a nightstand drawer. That was a full dresser drawer. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking lot of candy. Where is this candy coming from? How much candy on Halloween do kids get? Enough to fill a dresser drawer? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Seriously? Oh my god! But you see, if you have parents like Brian and Michelle, we eat half the candy and don't tell them. Like we just eat it on the way, and then we're very sick all night. (laughs) I was just going to say, like maybe I should go with them because I'm really good. We want the candy. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm I'm very good at eating the candy. When I saw the candy, it was mostly fucking Skittles, Uh which I don't want unless they're freeze dried, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, it was just a stupid scene. I think what it was setting up to is Dina trying to like make the case for mm-hmm. her retiring. And again, air quotes on that Yeah, from, from her life as a, again, air quotes, designer of some kind. Um, yeah. And then the next scene is Caroline, whose accent is just over the top. It is. Um, and Albert, who, if he isn't in the mafia, I don't know who fucking is. Um, and Atlas, their German shepherd puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Al was uncomfortable with Caroline being home alone so much because he works so many hours or many odd hours, which makes me think what kind of odd hours are there in the function hall business? Um, but doesn't she work a lot too? No, I th- she works there mostly. Yeah. And so we see some strange protection training and honestly, like 
whenever I see that, I understand that some dogs are trained to do that. Yeah. Totally get it. I would not want that dog in my house. No. And what my understanding of when you have dogs like trained to that level that you need to like every six months train that train, do that training again so that they understand the boundaries between what the training is and, you know, because otherwise they'll just regress and they'll just start ripping everybody's arm off. Well, that's the thing. And I feel yeah. like I don't want to, I mean, and, you know, spoiler alert for those, again, for, if you're not the three people I mentioned before who actually know me, uh, I have an enormous dog, uh, Casey Jones, who is uh, 120 pounds. And if I thought for a second that he was even capable of doing something like that, Casey's such a goober, mm-hmm. he wouldn't even know what to do, you know? And so I, I don't know. I, whenever I see dogs do that, I'm like, I don't know that I want that dog in my house if that's my dog. Once it's learned that, it scares me. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I just, it's just, yeah, it's weird. And it's weird how she describes the need for it. So did you hear her say like, come and get you know, me. we're kind of known. Yeah. It's, I mean, these fucking people, we're kind of known. She's like, we're kind of known in a local area, you know, and it might be friends of friends, you know, things can happen. And then she says, some, and I wrote this down because just the phrasing of it, it sounds so, it's, it sounds like it has to be like a script or it has to be from a, like a comedy. She says, if someone uh, attempts to have any kind of altercation with me, like I really like attempts to have an altercation where you're just trying to use, she was just trying to use every Scrabble word she could think of, every high, high, high point Scrabble. <laughs> uh, she says, bring it on, um, which again. That's her like, mantra, right? Bring it on. Well, that's her. Yeah, I just. That's what makes me honestly think that they are somehow connected. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Because she just has this. I mean, they're very defensive. I mean, I hate to tell you, Michelle, I know a lot of people who, you know, own like businesses and who have lots of money who don't feel the need to have a guard German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I just, it just seems odd. I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know. Uh, we boomerang right back to Jacqueline's very brown house. Mm-hmm. with Jacqueline, her parents, and Ashley in the kitchen. The phone rings, and it's Chris asking them to come outside. Um, Ashley whines, of course, and is last to come out, and Chris drives up in the car. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, again, it's a little too soon for her to have it, but it's, you know. Well, I he's got like, it for like a month in the warehouse, right? So yeah, it's he's, like, sitting he's there. dying to give it to her, yeah. And he's so cute. So Ashley starts crying. Uh, sweetness ensues. She hugs Chris. She calls him dad. Yeah. I think that's um, and, really and, sweet. And then I realized that, you know, they've been together, uh, uh, Ashley, excuse me, uh, Jacqueline and Chris for probably seven or eight years because, uh, CJ is like, I think six or seven. Yeah. So Ashley was probably very young. She's probably eight or nine. Yeah. So she sees him as her dad, which, yeah, yeah. which is really cute. And Chris is just so sweet. Um, he gives her a hug. Uh, Jacqueline starts to talk about the rule. Talks about the rules. Chris says it's in his name, um, and they hope that it'll be an incentive to work hard in school. Chris says he doesn't want her to, to take it away from her, but if she pushes him, he will. Mm-hmm. And then she says something stupid about her Facebook status. And I wanted to say to you, do you remember when like people cared about your Facebook status? Remember that? I, I do remember. Yeah. When it was like a thing that you had to update, and like people gave a fuck, like yeah. like Michelle Barczykowski is. Having a great dinner at Chili's. Like, yeah. I, I honestly think I just, that's that's one of the things that back in the day when I just really pulled away from Facebook, I was like, I don't give a shit that you're having a great dinner at Chili's or that like you, 
I don't care about your status. I don't care. Just, yeah, just, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean. See, I like to be by myself, Maria. I just can't handle anyone. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, I just, it's so funny to me. I love seeing this. Like, she's like, I can't wait to say, you know, Ashley Holmes has a car. And I was, and I thought to myself, oh my God, remember that? When you did, when something like that happened, you would post about it. Um, Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Um, Another boomerang with Dina, Caroline, and Lexi out to dinner. Um, Lexi all of a sudden looks like she's 16. She's had her hair done. Um, so Dina starts off by talking about, and this is what I was mentioning before with the setup, I think for this, which is I'm not cut up for the business world at all. I'm just mostly bubbies. I'm bubbies on a (laughs) stick. Um, she says it's taking away from what she enjoys doing, which is being a hideous homemaker. Uh, she loves being home and keeping it terrifying. She is a, she's in a good place professionally, but it's interfering with her home life. Um, so she's leaning towards staying at home. She feels like she's the losing time with Lexi that she can't get back. That I get. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that, and that that's her only child. Um, and and I do feel like that stuffed animals slash hoarding situation with the fucking Skittle candy scenario did really kind of serve as a wake up call for her. I think so, right? Because she's got all this shit, right? So there's nobody watching her, her kid. Uh, yeah to all this stuff and i you know and then we have this gross cut in with lexi where because dina starts saying that like she can't believe it that she's actually getting bubbies oh yeah there's this whole little talking about tits on this show please oh my god i mean you would not be doing that today but did, did you see the like uh the insert with lexi talking about how she actually says you can't stop me from growing up. Mine are real. She's yeah, just jealous. real. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I wanted to throw it. I actually had a push ball in my hand that I almost threw at the TV. Oh, that's And funny. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Waldo was annoying me in this episode. So, um. Well, we're such mean girls. Maria. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> um, please. We kid because we love. Um, so then Caroline is funny because she literally says to Dina, like, what are you going to fucking, she goes, what are you going to do all day? How many more, buy more, and I'm thinking to myself, like, buy more porcelain birds. How many flower arrangements can you do? Um, well, you know what's so funny is, is Caroline, of all people, should should talk, because Caroline fucking micromanages her entire house. Remember, like, those early scenes where she's, that's like, her tying basic, the ties? I mean, so, I'm sorry, but what what is there to do? I mean, uh, Caroline, I don't know how you work and micromanage at the same time. I don't know. You you, I think you go to work, but, like, don't do much. It's weird how this is cut because I feel like there are points where Caroline sounds like she is saying to retire and sometimes where I think she isn't. Yeah. And then she's like, so don't let anybody, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to regret it. Yeah. But don't let anybody tell you what you should do. So at any rate, you, you know, in, in the kind of business that Dina's in, it's, it's always there and she could just go back to it. So, you know, you have to find a way to, if you have kids and you want to be with them, you can't really, uh, you know, you just have to put your foot down for a few years and enjoy that. And she says she loves being a homemaker. So she officially retires. Yeah. And, and now somebody's going to vacuum. She's going to vacuum under her kid's bed herself, not the cleaner. I So she's going to find out all sorts of things that Lexi has under that bed. 
I have to say, I'm glad we're not doing season two because I do not want to see what her house looks like when she has the time to fuck around with it for real. <laughs> I don't want to see because it can get More worse. More animal prints. Yes. Things can get worse. And I just don't want to be, I, I just have, I haven't signed up for that, Michelle. I mean, it's pure cringe. It's not total cringe. You know what I mean? Like, they're only paying us for the pure cringe. We only make the medium-sized bucks. So when this is done, we this is now we are sort of building. Momentum is now building everybody towards the actual mm-hmm. fi- final scene. So we go to Danielle's house, and uh, she and her daughters are getting ready, uh, mm-hmm. and they leave. And then it's a montage of the ladies driving to dinner. Yeah. And I, which I thought was really weird. I was trying to figure out if I could tell if it was like different montages from different days, or if this was a situation where they were really like, that was Teresa that night. Right. That was Dina that night. I was I wondering tell. that too. Yeah. Um, pro- probably not. Um, but it's interesting. They all arrive and um, it's the Manzo clan and the, the Judices go in and they go inside and they all start to mingle. And instantly, I mean, I would say, and honestly, Michelle, this is six episodes. So it's not like I'm saying this after the first episode or the third episode. A percentage of the time that these people are on camera is them talking about tits. Would you not agree? And then, oh, and then there was like, it's a storyline about it's like, like New York and sex in the city. You know, Joe wants to have sex, but she can't, you know, ride them because her tits hurt. She just had them done and then he can't get on top of her because her tits hurt. And I'm just like, I just said, tit, stop it. Stop. Well, you know, and, and there's, I mean, it all begins with just basic gushing over Teresa's boobs, her new mm-hmm. boobs. Which I have to say, good. I thought she looked great. I yeah, thought her, yep. I mean, she has an amazing body I, and I thought she looked beautiful in that green dress. Um, so everybody's going. So Dina buys her lingerie. Jacqueline comes over and is like, oh, I love them. And they're sort of gushing over them. And then Joey G fucking juicy joe asks albie and chris if their mother's tits are real (laughs) (laughs) only he would ask right i love this he like has i mean what are the fumes that he is smelling in the wine cellar now it's starting to make sense yeah i have no idea what the fuck says that like it's funny because when i was where he grows his brass balls yeah for sure oh my god when I was when I was watching this, it was so funny to me because it really felt like, um, like a a family thing that I could relate to. That like mingling scene mm-hmm. when they first get there, like the hugs and the oh, and you look good, and blah, 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 blah. you know. So it's it was funny. The only thing that I couldn't relate to was like you know the fact that like I don't have anybody, I don't have a juicy Joe in my family that would say something so stupid. Um, I, I will say it, it really does. It feels like a holiday at my house Were holidays like this, uh, at your house. We had, we had massive shit going on at my house. Uh, yeah, they were, I mean, until they all died, but, um, yeah, no, they were actually, I have a funny story. There was, um, you know, there was a time when like, I really wanted like breast implants. I was very skinny. I was like 120 pounds and, uh, I, you know, and so, you know, I had like no boobs and I, and I must've been like 30. 31 around there and I remember being at this like big party some holiday party and like begging my parents can I please have fake boobs can I please can I just can I you what just did they both implants? say they were like are you joking <laughs> like no <laughs> of 
course, my dad didn't say anything. He just like looked at me and then like looked down. And just gonna say, would you want to talk about your tits? No, but like I was like that. I was like a real, you know, I would just say anything. And uh, and my mother (laughs) was like, uh, and of course, like my sister was like, oh, just get them for her. She wants them. (laughs) And at any rate, I am surprised you didn't get them. Yeah, I didn't. My mother just said, you know, Michelle, you got, you see that nice bra you have on right now? You just keep buying those bras. It was like the push-up bra. And uh, and then she said, look, I'm not going to tell you how your life is going to go, but I could tell you that they have a mind of their own and they're probably going to keep growing. If you decide you're going to have kids, they're just going to get bigger and bigger all on their own. So, and she was right. Bitch was right. Anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even imagine um, implants. I just can't. No, like but thinking about it now, like I'm really grossed out thinking like I just I don't know that I don't know. That sometimes I can go they just look so bad. Yeah, but they, I don't know if I could function having those in my body. I just don't know. I just I get a feeling and I get freaked out. Yeah, there's just something about it. Like I I and I worry, too, about so many bad ones that you see. Mm-hmm. Like Teresa looks fabulous. And the size is great. She's proportional. She doesn't look creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? She doesn't look like a a stripper. But they're not forever. Um, I mean, they, almost everybody has to get them done again. They don't like diamonds. They don't like diamonds. No. No. I'd rather, (laughs) actually, now that we're saying this, I'd rather have diamonds. Um, But yeah, like, so I have to tell you, the funniest thing here is that when they all move to the dining room and they show the, the different tables, did you catch that? Like the idea that there was the kids' table, the kids' table, and then and like, the adults' table. And poor Ashley was like, "What the?" <laughs> I was at the kids' table until for how long? so long, Michelle. So until my parents got divorced. Are you kidding? Because my cousins, so like my cousin Deb, who's like I said, one of the three people who's listening. She and her brothers would have been there at the adult table, probably, and even if they weren't. All of Uncle Frank's kids, Uncle Frank, my Aunt Jean, uh, all of their kids. So I have six cousins there. My mom, my dad, my grandmother. Like, there's no room. So I would be, I was at the uh, at the kids' table until my parents got divorced, because then I assumed my father's seat at the head of the table. Uh, so uh, it was very what, Game of Thrones. Now that what I'm other kids I know, right? And <laughs> then I killed my uncle Frank, and I assumed <laughs> his seat at the head of the table. I put his head on a spike <laughs> for all to see <laughs> and smell. <laughs> no, no shade. Love Uncle Frank, but uh, no, I just loved seeing the kids' table because it's so cute. Because, like you said, there's always like a much older kid, Ashley, who's like, like probably like six feet tall. Right, with like one of the small kids. And Michelle, I was fucking dying because she turns to Melania and she goes, I like your purse. And Melania turns into like, in my mind, this woman from Boca. She's like, I got it in Boca. <laughs> Boca. I got a lot of time to Boca. Like, and then we have Caroline saying that she is buzzed. Yep. Which I think is interesting and informs kind of the rest of what's going to happen over the next few minutes. Um, and while this is happening, all I can think about Michelle is where the fuck is Danielle? Because I have to tell you, I'm looking at the table, and there's looks like there's food on the table, doesn't there? There's food. Like They've all been lubricated, right? They're they're. I hate people this late. I hate when people are late like this. Because she likes to make an entrance. That's her thing, right? Yeah, I mean, Danielle and her girls like finally walk in, 
and instantly well the, the music changes yeah because it was like and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> and danielle and her girls walk in and everybody is like danielle kisses ashley and then puts her hands on alby her hand on alby's shoulder mm-hmm. i'm sure i didn't see it but i feel like caroline probably shot daggers yep um Teresa, you hear in the background and I've, again i have my captions on so I hear, I can see everything. Teresa says hi to the girls. She says, hi, Jillian. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Christine. And then Danielle sits with, without greeting anyone else, which I actually thought was really strange. Yeah. She's weird. Like, did they not show it on purpose or did? No, did because the said... next thing that happens is Teresa says, no kisses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought it was weird because honestly, let's just say that you and Brian invite me to a party in a restaurant. I'm not going to walk in, kiss your kid or kiss someone else's kid and then sit down and not either address you or Brian. Right. Right. And be like, hi guys, like hug you, kiss you. Thank you so much for having me or whatever. Like, so I, I don't understand. I didn't think, so here's the great part, honestly, about redo rewatching these. I am experiencing now so, so much more nuance of what went on here. Mm-hmm. I never realized that Danielle really came here to kind of like start shit. Oh, you didn't? No, because it always seemed to me like Danielle was defending herself when I saw it when I was. Oh, younger. interesting. Oh, really? Interesting. I never really, I never really noticed her not kissing or addressing joe and Teresa, yeah like that like because that was rude that was just rude right there it was just fundamentally yeah and she's good at like those little digs you know she's she's good at she's very calculated should we talk about the bomb she drops yeah yeah so the bomb yeah well so first i wanted to ask you um for danielle says to Teresa, her bubbies look good so again we have addressed her tits now Mm -hmm. that we are in the dining room but did you see where Danielle is sitting? Did you notice who who she's in between? Uh, sorry, no. She's she's there's Teresa, right? Yep. yep. Teresa on the left, and on the right is uh, Teresa's at the head of the table. Teresa's at the head, and then there's Danielle, right? Nope. So Teresa's oh. at the head of the table, and then on the one side, so to Teresa's left, okay, is Chris, Arita. Yep. The other side is her husband. Next to her husband is Danielle. Okay. And on the other side of Danielle is Albie. I think it's very interesting that Danielle would be seated between Joe Judice, who says he fucking hates her, remember? Remember yep. the dancing episode? Yeah. And Albie, who allegedly was nearly molested by her. <laughs> this 12-year-old boy who was nearly molested, I and mean, he's fucking 22 years old, who was nearly molested by her. I didn't think it's interesting. Do you think that was planned? Seated. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. And I thought it was noteworthy, so I wanted to bring it up to you. Um, then the seafood comes out, and everybody acts like they're five years old and that they've never heard of or seen oysters. There even was a clip, and honestly, I almost passed out. Like, So I have a seafood allergy, so I don't ever touch these things. But did you see there was just a one quick shot of like a child's hand? It was probably Melania who put her cigarette out and stuck her hand inside an oyster. Did you see that? <laughs> I, oh, I, oh, my God. Do you like oysters, by the way? Yeah, so whenever like we would go to like um like a buffet, like any sort of fancy buffet, there used to be something in 
Boston we would go to. And and but and part of it, they have like a big seafood selection. And my dad Ooh. would always say, hit the seafood first. I'd be like, why? He'd be like, it's the most expensive thing. Fill up on it. And that was his thing. He likes seafood anyway. But yeah, and so you, like the oysters, like it, right? the crabs, the shrimp, the uh, yeah, the whole yeah, I do. I eat all that shit. Um, there's a lot I don't eat, but there's a lot I do eat. So the first thing that we see is literally everyone acting like they've never seen these raw oysters before. So you do eat them? You do, and you don't. And the thing is, What's they the come process? to you. Can you tell me? I don't. Okay, so I've you know, like the... never been around them because even just sometimes the juice. Yeah. Like if it gets on me, we'll cause like a little bit of a welt. Oh, God. My seafood allergy is pretty gross. So I, I've i never even been near anybody eating right, them. So, so I don't so even you know, know what like you're the, to... like the loogie in the middle that you're supposed to eat. Oh, right? holy mother of God. So yeah. whoever has that really Somebody's fucking nose. sharp knife to open it is supposed to also scrape that so that it's detached. So you're not supposed to have to touch it. You're supposed to just slide it down your mouth. So you put your crap on it. That which is what shucking is? Yeah. So shucking involves cutting it open, but also it's the, I've never had like uh, an oyster that's been attached. It might look attached, but it's, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be so that you can just, you don't have to fuck with it. You just put it in your mouth and it slides down your throat. And you do Tabasco? Or horseradish or all of it or lemon. Ooh. Cocktail sauce. Interesting. Yeah. And is it supposed to be an aphrodisiac? Oh, I don't know. I mean, don't they just say that about anything fish? You know what? It's it, it tastes like um, it just tastes like the ocean. It's not fishy. It's like and if you've ever, yeah, if you've been to like you know different oceans around the world, they all smell different. Okay. And that's it. Like so, you could get depending on where you get the oysters from. That's they 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 just taste different. So it's just it's not even like eating anything. It's just it's. Like the ocean. So it's like those freeze-dried milk duds that I'm obsessed with. So it's basically, it's not like eating anything. It's like inhaling chocolate. Same yes. Thing, right? Yeah. Okay. But don't think too much about it because then you're going to want to chew it. It's going to ruin it for you. Just, yeah. You just want it to melt in your mouth and just go away. Just go down your throat. Yeah. See, that's perfect. You can have your oysters and I'll have my freeze-dried milk duds. All right. How how much did that thing cost? How much do you think a couple of those towers, those seafood towers that come out? Is that expensive? I mean, an oyster, you know, was probably, I don't know, three or four bucks per piece. Really? Okay. So they spent some cash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those seafood towers are a thing. Did What else did they have on that tower? Uh, I thought I saw um, like some shrimpy situations. Yeah. So what I don't like about that is that when they give you those seafood towers, they, they insist on giving you these massive shrimp. Yeah. And they're, and they're not like succulent or anything. They just become these big meaty like... Oh, they're not tender. You can't really bite into them. No, they're just, you got to use a knife and yeah, it's not nice. Well, you know, what's funny is I think that there's some people who grew up around like people who like ate seafood. I mean, we're in New England, right? So we had, we've been exposed to a ton of seafood. Um, I mean, my parents grew up very poor and, you know, in East Cambridge in the thirties and forties and seafood was cheap. And because that was like, really, what, yeah, that's what the poor people ate. They ate seafood. So it, it was abundant. Um, and so, you know, there was apparently cod like everywhere. I mean, it was the, the ocean was just, yeah, that, I remember they were always talking about cod. And then, and now there's like a cod shortage. But yeah, there was always, uh, they ate weird shit like smelts. 
Um, and there was always clams and um, yeah, I don't know, all sorts of things. Clams, oysters, mussels. My mother used to make like a nice mussel thing in sauce. Uh, yeah, no, so there was just, um, yeah, it's pork. I've never, I've never had um, any of that stuff. Actually, I bit into a shrimp once and it didn't go well. No. It ended with my lips looking like uh, some type of demented Angelina Jolie situation. So, <laughs> that's your uh, filler right there. Okay. Yeah, that's my filler. Fuck Dr. Makalaka Makakakas, also known as Dr. Cock, to Daniel Stop. <laughs> um, so everybody acts like they're me uh, during this dinner and they're like afraid of the seafood and everyone's like, ew, it looks like snot. And Joe is acting like a baby. And then he actually gives, he says, oh, I found a bit of shit in it. And so he gives it to Danielle, who like does it like a shot, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then we have this whole scene here, which feels really weird to me, where Teresa starts saying like sexual things in front of the whole group of people. What? Yeah. So she starts off by saying, yeah. That she isn't big on swallowing. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, to me, it like differs from my family, right? Like, we would never fucking talk like this in a group. No. If Uncle Frank ever heard someone make an allusion to a blowjob at the table, do you understand the death and destruction that would then ensue? <laughs> do you understand force majeure, Michelle? I mean... Get the fuck. Uncle Frank, oh my God, if my cousin Nancy ever did, he would have killed her. Oh, that's so funny. He would have, or my Bob, oh my God, death, death, death. Um, so yeah, this is where this is where it differs because Teresa starts saying this and she's, of course, saying it loud enough for the whole table to hear. Things like, you know, I'm not big on swallowing. And then all of a sudden we get the confessional and she's, she says she's just trying to loosen everybody up. They didn't seem like they were tight, to be a thousand percent honest. No, they, yeah, she was the one who was loose. That's, you know, she, right? I, she's half in the bag, yeah. She's got to be into in many bags, right? Because she says, I'm just being myself. Like, what? This is not the self of she's you that Joe's, I've seen. She's in Joe's ball bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of bags. This is, yeah. this is a tree that I've never seen before. So she laughs, and that's when she talks about it's an aphrodisiac. Um, and she says that Joe shouldn't have it because he already wants to have sex with her three times a fucking day. Mm-hmm. And the whole table is cracking up. Everybody is dying, like literally, like and people and like feel it's like the best thing they've ever heard. Oh, yeah. and they're they're cracking up because either to your point, sh- they can tell that she's loaded. Yeah, and it's funny, and of course the kids are at a separate table, right? So they probably can't hear. But what's cracking me up here is that I feel like the stuff that she starts saying and the stuff that she starts doing is basically the stuff that she crucified Danielle for. Yes, and I think that. She- I think she paved, she, she made an opening for Danielle. Yeah. I mean, and she just, it's weird. She starts to say the most fucked up things. Like, honestly, I keep thinking about my family and the, and the table. And I am imagining different cousins saying some of these things. Like Teresa mm-hmm. saying she's sore from being <laughs> fucked so much and that she needs a break. I can't imagine. I'm like imagining my cousin Donna being like, just sore from Timmy, you know, like I can't. Who says that, right? Like, luckily the kids are somewhere else, right? Teresa starts talking to Danielle. And this is another thing. Did you notice this? That she specifically says, hey, Danielle, on the way home, did you notice that? She dresses her specifically. On the way home, and she tells that whole story about how Joe wanted to have sex with her. Yeah. And then when he finally gets her home, he feeds her, gives her a sandwich 
right? Yeah. And a drink. And then he tells her she could just lay there. Yeah. And she keeps going. <laughs> and by the way, and, and stop me. I mean, really, Michelle, you tell me if I'm wrong, because you're you're much more introspective than I am. To me, this is by far more graphic than anything Danielle has ever said on the show. Um, yeah, I know for sure, for sure. And I, well, I don't know. Is it just that she's just really drunk? Um, or. Yeah, but she's being super, gra- like, this is like, Danielle has never been this graphic. If Teresa heard Danielle saying stuff like this, she'd probably shoot her in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. She'd crucify her. Yeah. Well, yeah. we definitely see like a different side to Teresa. I mean, maybe this is the, this is the beginning. This is the the tree Elzebub. So out of nowhere, Danielle puts the book on the table. Where was it, by the way? Was it like up her ass? Did she have what it in her thong? What the fuck? Please, please. Was Who it in her thong? It just, she fucking pulled it out of her Michael Jackson hairdo, right? So I she have... just fucking pulls, puts it on the table with that smirk and taps it. So can I tell you, I did a couple of crazy things. Uh, I noticed a few things during this scene. A couple of times, there's just no talking. Things happen and nobody speaks. Yeah, yeah. And so I counted this. So nobody speaks for a solid nine Mississippis. I counted nine. I went back and counted. Nobody. As soon as she puts the, puts the book down, yeah. we see all these shots. No one even looks. Yeah. And then we get a, a confessional from Teresa, right? The confessional shot. She says she can't believe that Danielle is going to do this right now. Yeah. Because it's and, about Teresa. This is Teresa's thing. And then did you see what happens? So at the table, Teresa says in Italian to Joe, did you hear this? Yes. Look at the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and we get that Dina confessional, right? Where Dina is like, you know, nothing good can come of her putting this book on the table. Um. And then even Danielle says, you know, in her confessional right after that Jacqueline, she didn't even tell Jacqueline uh, that she was going to bring the book. And so then Jacqueline says out loud at the table that it feels like they're being ambushed. She was ambushing them. Yes, absolutely. And so no one is making eye contact with her at the table. They're all avoiding her. It's literally like if you can imagine the Last Supper, but no one. Is like somebody's on their phone, somebody's looking through their purse. Actually, that is the Last Supper now that I think about it. I have just <laughs> now compared this this episode to the Last Supper, where I think in this one, Jesus is probably Caroline Danzo. But it's just weird to me because Danielle, she just doesn't, she feels so um, unjustly persecuted. Yeah, yeah. That she is so driven to do these things that are so fucking cringy. Like, yeah, the the dramaticness. Like, she could have just said to everybody, I want to talk about the book. But but right? she had to just pull it out. And, I told you, you know, I don't fucking on twat. It. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, literally dust it off and plunk it on the table. Yeah. And I love how she says, I had an angling towards Dina. Like, she does have such a boner for Dina. Um, she says that... She wants to talk about the book because it's been haunting her. She says she feels the need to clarify a few things um, for all of you that took such a great interest in my life 24, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I when I when she said that, it's funny, I got like a little bit of like a flashback to my own life, like 25 uh-huh. years ago. And I thought, 
I mean, even as like a teenager and, you know, in my 20s, would my life hold up to this level of scrutiny? You know, like I'm not a prostitution whore. I've been engaged 19 times, but like, <laughs> right. But, I, you know, hey, I've been engaged. Prostitution whore. I've been engaged twice. You know, this is, you know, like I, it's not like I don't have skeletons, right? Everybody has stuff yep. that they'd rather didn't come out or wasn't talked about. Yep. So I kept thinking, I was like, you know, thankfully I didn't fuck anything up enough to be included in a book, mm-hmm. but I feel like everybody is just super judgy. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, everyone believes this book, like it's the Bible. Well, but I, the thing is though, is that I think they all can read Danielle and they know that they know that like, you know, she's, she's off that she's off, that she leeches on to people, right? And that, um, and the thing with her and Dina um, is that, so so Dina really wants to just live her life as if Danielle doesn't exist. And she really is, and, and you know, and everybody like a kid else- kid who hides under the blanket is like, yeah. no, no one can see me. And because like, you know, Carolyn like doesn't give a shit about her, about uh, Danielle, Danielle doesn't go after Carolyn. So she's got a boner for Dina because she knows Dina really is just like, why the fuck do I have to even bother with this person? And so that's what she goes for. Um, and I think you're right. I think also too, and I know we've talked about it. Sorry, guys. In every single episode almost uh, that we've been doing of the rewatch of this first season. But of course, there's that beef that nobody really knows about yeah, that no started it all. Yeah. That that we don't know how serious that was, how surface that was. So I think that us not knowing that too, I feel like honestly, the more that we get into this episode and the more I think about what happens from now until the end of the episode, it feels like maybe it was more serious. Uh, yeah. I wonder. This is a little bit more serious. Um, so Danielle starts talking and honestly, I have to say, I didn't write down almost everything Danielle said because she repeated herself quite a bit. Yeah. A lot. It was. And just, so, yeah. which is of course what people do when they think when they're not feeling like they're not being heard. Yeah. And then she does this like sort of control thing of like, stop, let me talk, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I have kind of a high level sort of version of it, although I do have an awful lot of notes on it anyway. So Danielle mm-hmm. says there's been a lot of lies written and spread about her. Um, and so she starts saying that uh, all this stuff and like this book was written by my first husband. Um, you know, there's two truths in this book. I got arrested and I changed my name. I was never a prostitute or any of the other things that were said. Um, and Dina looks like she smells something bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And she says, I realized quickly that she was talking about me. And then Dina says, this was supposed to be a nice family dinner yeah. to which I want to go. Teresa is not your family. Um, well, we always forget that we keep forgetting that. Right. Like, but if you compare, I guess like on a comparative level, right. Danielle is oh, yeah. definitively not family. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah. This is so like Teresa, they've been friends for 15 years. Yeah. That's how close they are. Right. And so the Danielle, excuse me, Dina looks, you know, really pissed off and she interrupts Danielle and she says, can I stop you right now? And Danielle goes, no, you can't. And then Caroline pets Dina and says, be good. Be good. Like I do that with Casey Jones um, while scrolling on her phone. And then um, Teresa interjects, you know, yes, she could. Yes, you know, like when she's like somebody just out of nowhere. Yes, she could. Yeah. Um, and you know, Caroline says, "Let's hear her out." 
And it's weird because Caroline feels for a few minutes like the voice of reason. Yes. I almost feel like I'm taken in by Caroline for a few minutes during the scene. And then Dina says, you know what? Let her talk, which cracks me up because I just want to go like, it feels like she's the hype man for Caroline. Caroline says something and Dina goes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. You heard what I said, you know? Um, And so Teresa said, you knew we would find out. And if you were really a friend, you would have told us. Do you think, I, I have to know, do you think that they were entitled to this information? Like if you got arrested 25 years ago and to you, it's not a serious thing. You just got arrested. It's not like you served time. You just got arrested and you just met some new friends. Like, I mean, is there some validity in me saying, I don't know that they're entitled to that information. Well, I think like in the, in the, you know, the Google age that it, you know, you can find anything about anyone. So, right. But what if you don't Google them? Like, what if you, like, what if you just like, that's my new friend, Michelle, and I never Google you, but then I find out. Like, did um, I have a right to know that? I I don't, I, I, I lean kind of towards no. I lean towards no too. I mean, I, I think, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, and, uh, but you know Danielle's special. The the thing is Danielle brings this on herself. She she it's almost oh, right, like she's begging here, for it, right? Well, she's so antagonistic, right? Cuz as soon yeah. as Teresa says this, Danielle goes, "Are you done yet?" Yeah. It's like it's very juvenile and then Teresa's like, "Are you?" and then it's very like as soon as people start to do that, my I just I the level of, of cringe yeah. for me. I just I I roll and I'm like, "All right, is there a snack around that I can shove in my face and then uh danielle says right now i have the floor mm-hmm. the floor and then dina gets up uh and snuggles up next to Teresa. yeah and i'm wondering this entire time um because ostensibly to calm her where is she sitting what is she sitting on like where? what is she sitting on is she uh, just crouching this whole time i don't Teresa's skinny so she probably just put Maybe. her ass cheek on the chair yeah it looks like she's crouching. So Caroline says, let her speak, let her have hers and you can have yours. And then Caroline and the confessional. And this is of course the confessional where she's wearing like the sparkly, sad bronze lame top and her hair is all like sweaty mm-hmm. plastered to her head. And she says, I thought she had the right to try and explain herself. Would I have believed anything she said? Probably not. Um, and then Din, Din, uh, Dina says to Danielle, say what you have to say and then I'll say what I have to say. And then this is, I think, what you meant, too, is Danielle says shit like this. She says, I think you've said said plenty. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you're supposed to, like, come back from that. How are you going to have, like... She's not going to let Dina off the hook. That's just... That's it. She's got a heart on for her, and that's the end of the story. And And that's exactly, Michelle, that is exactly what happens now. Caroline in her confessional says, I think she has a need to hate Dina. Yeah. Dina, her confessional says, I don't know what her problem is with me. She says that she's had nothing to do with showing the book anywhere. Do you believe that? No. And I'll tell you what is the dead giveaway for me. Okay. Um, when Caroline says, you know, Danielle, look at me when I talk yeah. to you. Yeah. And Dina's now sitting next to her. And um, and Caroline says, um, I, I'm the one who leaked it. Or what did yeah. she say exactly? The look that Dina shot her was 
was like a sibling. I've done this with my sister before, right? Yeah. Where like, yeah, we're like one of you wants to fucking put it to bed because you know it has to end, right? And yep. so one of you is just going to step up and you're going to fucking lie and the other one is going to go along with it because really? you know that you can control the narrative. Because the look that Dina gave her was like a look of, I can't believe you just said that. I'm so surprised, but geez, I'm just keeping the smile on my face. I mean, like it was... So Dina didn't know she was going to do it. So no, I think Dina did it and Caroline just wanted to finish it. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Because yeah, I mean, it's this whole thing kind of gets, um, it goes from zero to amped very quickly. And Caroline is trying to orchestrate everything. She is. She's Which orchestrating is she Dina. She's yeah. like trying to orchestrate everything. Like you sit down, you shut up, you don't talk. Her next thing she says is, especially when things get snarky around whether the kids should be in the room or out of the room. Yeah. And Danielle so, talks about, well, my kids have been around, but, 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 you know, finally, you know, Caroline says, time out. We're all adults here and we will act accordingly. Yeah, accordingly. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Danielle says, what I have to say is, you know, I don't know any of you enough to tell you about my life. 25 years before I met you, which is we, that's where we agree with her. Um, she says, I made a lot of mistakes. And she says again here, wrong place, wrong time, which I hate hearing because of course that shows no accountability. She never says I was yeah. hanging out with the wrong people. You know, made question, a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that there's anything that production dug up for digs up for people and gives people like as informational tidbits? You know, now I am sure. Then I don't know how much, like, I'll put it this way. I bet you that Danielle was not going to need to be coached to confront everybody at this dinner. Mm -hmm. But I bet that she was told, you know, it'd be really impactful if you brought that book. Because mm -hmm. that makes good TV. Yeah. So I, I think that back then there was some production interference or production. Yeah. Full stop. Now I think it is commonplace in every scene. I feel like the only thing now that I can say that like it was a hundred percent real was like the first season of the real world on MTV. What a fucking hot mess that show was. <laughs> no, I love it. Andre, I love you. I love you, Andre. <laughs> R.I.P. Gouda. R.I.P. Gouda. Um, so I loved that dog. So remember Norm, the guy Norm that was on it? <laughs> yeah. He had a dog named Gouda. I yeah, love Gouda. the Great Dane. A black Great Dane named Gouda. So yeah, so I, I do. It sucks to hear Danielle like have an opportunity. I mean, I think she actually fucking has the floor. She has an opportunity to look at them and say things like, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I hung out with the wrong people. Things happened. I got arrested. Lots of people get arrested. I didn't go to jail. Mm -hmm. Right? Lots of people get lots of lots of people get arrested um she also then, could have said like you know look i didn't i she could have been a little bit more vulnerable with them and said hey you know i came from kind of like a crappy life i was i was really young and on my own and inexperienced and i did really silly things and but see that would have to give her accountability you know i mean i, I wish i could say to you that like i mean I mean, any of the stupid shit you've ever done. Well, you've never really done stupid shit. But when I think of like the stupid shit that I've done, I can honestly say, well, this is I. This is what backs it up. This is where my headspace was at that point in my life, and it wasn't. I couldn't see the forest but for the trees, kind of thing. Yep. But she, 
she's not saying that she's just saying like i'm innocent i'm innocent she really does feel um like the injured party michelle yeah like i think if she were here she'd be like but i'm the i'm the one like i feel like there's a combination of things and we don't really get and you tell well i don't know maybe it's me that i don't get it you tell me what you think i have felt like now that i reflect from the previous episodes but there's been this our undercurrent of like Dina allegedly talking about Danielle. And then sometimes Dina actually talking about her, like when they went to um, when they were at Dina's house uh, in that scary basement, having the wine and Teresa had on the hat and mm-hmm. they were like laughing about the book and all that other shit about her being a prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like there's there's that piece Right. There's all of this stuff around trying to figure out whether or not Danielle is like a human. Mm -hmm. And then there's another half here of Danielle who is incapable of being vulnerable, to your Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. because I think that she already is coming from a place where she feels defensive because she's also hearing rumors that like. I feel like there's a one bitchy gay hairstylist to blame here. Who is this fucking guy? Yeah, who, they so totally let's let's one, find yeah. this fucking guy because I feel like there's one person. I really do, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but I feel like this can be boiled down to Danielle already feeling ridiculously defensive and entitled to be defensive mm-hmm. because she feels like she's hearing from I'm going to call him Tony, mm-hmm. the stylist the fictitious stylist Uh that Danielle, I mean, excuse me, that Dina is talking about her Mm -hmm. and saying bad things about her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like she is coming from that place already where she is not willing to be, to come and be vulnerable and say, yeah, I messed up. Like you'd almost expect, like, I feel like because Tony has been feeding her lies about Dina showing up at the book, Maybe he has something against Dina. You know, Tony's a bastard. Oh, or he ever just since likes he to... got off Broadway and he, you know, ever since he broke his ankle and he couldn't be on Broadway anymore. Yeah. He's been very bitter. Yes, that slippery tap shoe. It is. Um, yeah. I, but I don't think that, well, okay. See, but you and I have, and we haven't discussed this yet, but we've read the, um, the Danielle's book. Yes, we have. <clears throat> and I think, I think having read that, um already i have a different perspective of her which which is that mm, she's just yeah, never yeah. she's never gonna she's always the victim she's forever yeah. the victim and and i think you know when you're gonna you're gonna walk around like that somebody's gonna get mad at you so yeah so maybe maybe tony the stylist um just I got sick tony. of listening to her right like an asshole well yeah i mean and, and here's the thing like danielle is like really blaming dina like she's very focused on Dina, and Dina really wishes that Danielle would evaporate. Or oh yeah, Dan- I mean yeah. And Danielle says the craziest shit. She says, "I sat alone, home alone, throwing up with diarrhea, diarrhea for three weeks because of you." Yeah. Okay. And then again, we have another confessional. Teresa saying, "I don't know what Danielle has against Dina." Diarrhea. And then Dina says she thinks this is. See if you can guess who said this before. Right. This is who said it first, but who said it most famously? Dina says, she thinks I'm trying to ruin her reputation. She does a good job of that on her own. 
Who says that later in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, uh, um, um, Beast. <laughs> no, Garcelle. Garcelle. To Erica. Oh, yeah, it's Garcelle. Erica's so, like, so you can just... do that all on your own. Exactly. <laughs> I love Garcelle. Dina, Dina did it first, baby. Dina did it first, you know. Um, Danielle, we see her confessional. She says, I know Dina revealed the book. This is why I'm telling you it's fucking Tony. Like somebody has been feeding her these rumors. So she says, I know she did. Caroline and Dina showed it to people publicly. So then we have Danielle at the dinner and she said, why would you do this? Unless you would, it would just to make yourself feel better. You know, Tony must've been like the hairdresser on, on the shoots that Danielle was doing. That's what it is. He was, he was involved in like the, the modeling agency. That probably a fluffer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A fluffer. I mean, she did real pictures, not dirty pictures. She did real pictures. <laughs> they're only the only the only the ones she showed to her kids were dirty. Yeah. Um, and then we so we have Dina, and Dina keeps saying the same thing over and over again, right? Which is like the hallmark of a liar, which is like you hold on to like the technicality, uh-huh. which is like if the glove doesn't fit. Oh my god, I know, right? Right, okay, OJ. Okay. Like, right? She says, "I never had the book in my hands." I never had the book in my hands. She says it over and over again. And then that's when Caroline says, and best actress for Caroline, right? She mm-hmm. says, Caroline goes, can you do me a favor? Look at me. Look at me. Yep. yep. Because I'm the one that told them. Yeah. And then Diener shoots her that look. Right. And that, now we know why Caroline has been trying to control this entire conversation, telling Dina to shut up all night. Yeah. And now she now she's just taking responsibility for it to shut yep. it all down. Yep. And now we have Danielle with a long pause. Mm-hmm. A very long pause. And she says, that's not what I heard, which is what I'm saying to you. Like, I think this is everything. I think this is Tony. Yeah. I think Caroline that's says, a very well, good authority. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, someone told her, someone told her and they told Jacqueline too, right? She'll corroborate that in a minute. Caroline says, I will not allow you to attack my sister when it's not true. And then we get Caroline in the confessional again, where she's, you know, doing her whole thing where she's like, no, my family is not involved with the mafia. I do not know what you are talking about necessarily. <laughs> And so she says, I don't care about her past or how she lives her life, but you will not attack people I love. And then we have another super famous quote, Michelle. This is this is Caroline Manzo is associated with this for the rest of her fucking life. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something <laughs> about my family. We are as thick as thieves. Yep. Two short planks. We protect <laughs> each other. And then Danielle says, even in the confessional, Danielle believes it was Dina. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then Caroline is at the dinner again. And she says, listen, I showed the book. If you have something to say, say it to me. Mm-hmm. And Dina says, you are the one who chose to say stuff about me that is untrue. And this is where we get that whole like back and forth about Tony. Right. Yep. yep. Like, I believe that there really is someone who's. I believe that somebody at the Chateau. The hairdresser chateau, not not the house, the chateau style, right? Right, the actual hairdressers and not Le Chateau, which Mm -hmm. is an awesome restaurant in New England where the toasted raviolis are just my entire jam. Mm -hmm. But so somebody who's at Chateau who is twisting shit, Mm -hmm. telling fucked up things to Dina and then telling fucked up things to Jacqueline and to um, to Danielle. And if you're wondering who it is, it's the two tan guy. Because yeah. he still thinks he's it's in like, Fort time. Lauderdale, right? So, Boca. yeah, he's in Florida. So that's, that's... He's with Melania and Boca. He's with, and... The, <laughs> with the Sopranos and Boca. Yeah. 
And then Dina says to her, she goes, you started this. You started vicious lies that could hurt my child and my family. And then Danielle denies lying about Dina at all. And then Dina says, ask anyone at at this table. You've told them lies as well, which means that Teresa and Jacqueline have said that. Mm -hmm. Both said that to her, Um, which they've actually, that means they've turned, right? So Danielle says that the only time that she spoke ill, I love this, she spoke ill of Dina was when she heard that she was telling lies about her. I mean, not to mention those other 10 times that she was like talking shit about her on camera mm-hmm. to Jacqueline. I mean, other than that, and to her children and also to her gay friend. But other than that, hardly at all did she talk shit about Dina. <laughs> so then, yeah, only a little bit. <laughs> only a mini, like, it's like, it's way for thin. It's way for thin. Um, so Caroline says, it's your word, Danielle, against hers, Dina. Which is a stupid fucking thing to say. And it's very antagonistic, but whatever. And then, so Danielle says, I won't turn the other cheek. When I am attacked, I attack back. Which is weird considering uh, considering what we know about Danielle again, in terms of like, you know, from reading her, her um, autobiography, which is that she's allegedly very religious. But she's not going to turn the other cheek. And she's always the victim. You. So she should be turning her cheek. Yep. When do you, so when do you get to choose if you're, when you're the victim? I don't, I, I just don't understand. I just, it's very strange to me that Danielle is not really picking up what's going on here. So then Dina says, no one is attacking you. Um, and then they all start arguing about who brought it into town. Um, and then out of nowhere, I don't know if you heard this, because it, it was going back between um, Dina and Danielle. And somebody says, no one knows you to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> like to say, like, because Danielle says, you brought it to Franklin Lakes. And someone goes, you, nobody knows you. And I was dying. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, Danielle has no friends. And that's the truth, right? Danielle makes it sound like, and then they brought it to USA Today. Right? They, like, yeah. it went to your fucking hairdresser. Like, it's just so stupid. And so then Danielle says, you didn't take the book into the Chateau? And Dina goes, absolutely not. Caroline goes, I took it into Chateau. I don't give a shit. I had it in my bag. And she said, Vic and Joe will tell you that. I think instead of Tony, it might be Vic and Joe. And then Danielle says, I heard that it was Dina. And I'm starting to feel like she was set up a little bit in this. Oh, I definitely think so. I definitely think. I mean, Do somebody. You? Yeah. And I, I don't really think it's the Manzos. I, I think somebody set up the Manzos and they knew that it was gonna, you know, all get funky, funky town. Yeah, I do. I There, there has to be like a third party involved in this. I really do. I mean, I'm joking about Tony, but I feel like there's somebody. Some of Danielle's it. past, who knows that she's a little shady. He knows someone who knows something because he's spent a lot of time in Boca. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, Boca. the yep. circuit, whatever. Yeah, right? he's been doing the Florida circuit, yeah. the FL circuit. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It's hard to, this is hard to, to kind of suss out because I feel like Danielle has got so many things that are against her mm-hmm. and she has so many people that like are, I don't, not out to get her necessarily, but like. Well, she wishes people not were out, out to get her. How about no this? One wants her. Not, how about this? Not out to help her. Yeah. Maybe not out to get her, but like not out to help her out either. Um, and you know, it's cause she's kind of a shithead. And then even Jacqueline says, you know, it's hard to watch your friend have no one to back her up. And she said she felt really torn and she didn't know what to do. Um, and then Dina says to Jacqueline, 
tell her the truth of who it was. And then that's when Jacqueline confirms the rumor that Danielle heard. She actually says, I was there with her. I heard someone say it was you, Dina. And so then Caroline in her confessional says that Jacqueline has to make a choice between yes. friendship with Danielle and family. Because this starts another, a whole other avenue of explosive. Yeah. Michelle, what the fuck? Can you talk to me about this for a second? Like, I, I what? Just don't how, say anything. Just how do you say don't that say to somebody? Just but not even that. Mouth shut. Like, is that really a thing? Like that your family would say to you, like, you know, you have to stop being friends with this person. Like what, what, what? Well, here's the thing. And I don't think that Caroline is wrong. I think she could see Danielle for what she is. And I think, and I think Caroline also sees that D Danielle really has a, a boner for, for Dina for whatever reason. And Dina is just really frustrated by the existence of Danielle and just like, doesn't want to be around her. So, yeah. So I, I think, I don't know what to think, but I, I, in a way, I can't, I can't say that she's completely wrong because Jacqueline is a little flighty and I think she has a hard time making decisions. Uh, I mean, look at how she is with her own child, right? She can't really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I just, I feel like just the idea of it, like, I don't understand why Caroline Manzo wasn't just like, Jacqueline can do whatever the fuck she wants with Danielle. I myself am going to remove me and my kids and my husband from the Danielle situation. I don't want to be around Danielle. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm surprised that it's coming to that kind of, it seems very sixth grade to me. I don't know. Um, and then we have things start are going to start to escalate because once Jacqueline gets involved and you tell me, I, I feel like mm -hmm. once Jacqueline gets involved, this is where things go sideways because Jacqueline has been clearly holding all this in the entire time. Yes. Yes. And yeah. she erupts like with some kind of insane uh, fountain here. And I had to really go rewind and, and look at the subtitles over and over again to really suss out what's happening. Same, same. So Jacqueline starts to like real, I mean, and she really gets amped up mm -hmm. and there's a lot of um, pointing. Yeah. And pointing like really big gesturing, which this is honestly where I think things start to escalate, right? This is where I'm noticing that people's demeanor start to, to change because she says things like, I swear on my son's life. That's what I heard, right? She's talking about the rumors that she heard. Mm -hmm. And then Dina stands up to leave. And Jacqueline says that Dina actually called her over excitedly to see what she had found when she had found the book. Yeah. Dina is freaking out. Yeah. Right. Dina's denying this. Jacqueline is saying she wasn't going to say anything, but Dina is acting like she had nothing to do with the book. And honestly, I am so excited when this is happening, Michelle. How are you <laughs> feeling? Yeah, I'm like stomping my feet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, literally, like, I felt like, like I was watching a touchdown happen. You know what I felt like? There's this moment, and I call it like a Legends of the Fall moment. Like sometimes in life, there are these moments where stuff like that happens and like somebody comes through and, you know, someone has your back or whatever. And it's like this like spined, you know, tingling moment of excitement mm -hmm. and, and you know that everything's going to be okay. Did you see Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was when Brad, for those of you that don't know, you, if you know only Brad as like, you know, the weathered kind of drunk husband of mm -hmm. Angelina Jolie, he used to be unbelievably gorgeous with long hair. And so in Legends of the Fall, 
he uh, plays like this prodigal son of Anthony Hopkins Mm -hmm. and he goes off. I think his name was Tristan and he goes off and he becomes like a cattle baron or a horse baron. And there's a scene where he comes over the top and you hear the, the, um, the theme from legends of the fall playing Mm -hmm. and he comes over the top of a mountain ridge hair flying in the wind with about 40 horses Mm -hmm. around him. And I always think like, that's like the moment of like, yay, like, you know, the cavalry is coming. That's how I feel, honestly, when Jacqueline starts talking. <laughs> I feel just like that. It is it's a legend of the Oh, so moment. funny. Oh, my God. Because it's she's the only person who gives a shit about Danielle. And even though Danielle is a fucking idiot sometimes, I feel like it's hard to watch her just get annihilated, especially by the one-two punch of Dina and Caroline. And also to feel like on one side you have the husband of Teresa and on the other side you have the son of Caroline who you're now in a beef with. But the the thing is, is that she, she just, if you go through every episode, she has such a history of making an ass out of herself. I don't feel bad for her. Like, I, I don't either, but it's not, a, it's not like it doesn't, the punishment, I don't think fits the crime. Like you could just not be friends with her. You could just ice her out. Yeah, like you she won't let you this. ice her out. This is the thing. She won't let you. Danielle, what, she she's insidious. Though, like, she's like fucking soft. She gets I in. Think, I think that this could have been an awesome show had Dina kept doing what she did originally. Remember when she had the girls over at the Chateau and they were all getting ready and they were all going out mm-hmm. and like Danielle wanted to go. Remember that? Yeah. And then they had they were worried that Danielle was going to show up. I would I would just keep doing that. I would just keep not inviting her. Uh-huh. Like I would ice her out of filming. I really would. Like if she was that abhorrent to me. Yeah. Right. Repugnant to command. To give you some. Well, again, but, like, you know you how know? how many uh, you know at what point are they obligated though to not ice her out? Well, that's the thing. I mean, people do that a lot in the housewives, but I don't know if they probably felt like she could. They could. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the so- you know understanding the assignment kind of thing. What. Where it's this is so new, you know. Well, I think what they defined the assignment? the assignment. I was about to say, I'm like, I think that de- we're watching the assignment get defined. Yeah, I think that I think so. And because I, I think you said this previously about um about some of these scenes that we were doing, like when we watched uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills scene mm-hmm. and the Bethany scene, like that these are the things that we come to expect. Like right. they set the that was the the mold for, that we and the, the things that we want to see. Yeah, and I think this is where it's it's getting set up. Um, so Jacqueline is still screaming. She now is actually, and this is where I think it's interesting. Jacqueline is so pissed. She's yelling at Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I think she, the Jacqueline she's, must be fucking lit, right? Yeah. Well, no, she's, she's, she's getting on, she's getting everybody mad. Yeah. And it's so yeah. out of character for her. Yeah. She says, I'm not going to let you take the rap for her. Dina. Caroline keeps telling Dina to sit down. Controlling as fuck though, Michelle. She is. I, yeah. The way that Caroline was with Dina in this scene Reminded me of like an abusive boyfriend. Like that's how one would behave. You know what I mean? Like yeah. telling you to sit down, shut up. I'm going to do the talking. Yeah, but like, do you want, that, that makes me wonder if Dina is a bit of a hothead. Or maybe she's inco- more, less competent than we sh- we think she is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's not as competent as we have been giving her credit for. Yeah. Maybe that's why Caroline feels like she has to step in. Um, Caroline says here... She's, I mean, her work is flawless. I mean, the double axle is gorgeous. It's the dismount, right? So she says, <laughs> it's, it's always the dismount that the Russian judges don't like. So 
Caroline says, we found out together. And then Dina says to Jacqueline, you pretend, did you catch this part? You pretend to be her friend. Yeah. And she said, you are two-faced. Yeah. You are too. I couldn't fucking believe she was saying that to Jacqueline. You are two-faced. You are two-faced. Dina gets up and she looks at uh, Danielle and she goes, she's not really your friend. And then um, literally, this is when I have to say, Caroline to Jacqueline, uh, she goes, enough. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. She has spoken. Oh, shit. And what's interesting, though, is that if Carol, excuse me, if Jacqueline were by herself, I think that that might have shut her up. I think the fact that she is there with her brother, uh, with her husband, excuse me, and that husband just happens to be the brother yes. of Caroline. And, I think and that's he's kind of sticking heavy. up for Danielle, right? He's kind of. He's about to. He's yeah. about to. Danielle starts to say, I didn't want this. She starts to back off. She says, I wanted to clear the air on this. And then Dina's like, you'd want to clear the air. We're talking about the present. I don't give a shit about the book. And then that is when things go cuckoo, Michelle. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to the real cuckooness. And we've been on that. We've been, this is like a, a four hour uh, episode. We have to split it. Literally, Teresa becomes scary face Medusa. Did you notice this? Oh my God. The, the, the look, the. The, the looks that come the over lies. her face, it's amazing. I felt like and she you can a mask. See, you can see, like, the shift, you know? And I start to wonder, is it, this is a, this is a dinner that she's paying for, right? And, oh, she and, must be bullshit. And none of the, none of the good attention is on her, right? Nope. So she's just the, 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 uh, just the moods that come over her face. It's amazing. She must be bullshit. She must be bullshit. So this is where she gets involved and her getting involved is never good in anything. Nope. This nope. is if we didn't know that before, we know this now and for the next 14 seasons. If Teresa is involved, no es bueno. So here's this all begin how it all begins. Teresa starts slowly. It's like a locomotive. It's like mm-hmm. chuck, chuck, chuck. So why did your ex-husband write the the book? Obviously, something has to be true. Chuck, 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 chuck. And then Danielle at that point is like arms folded, looking away. And then all of a sudden. She like snaps and she's like, I already told you, Teresa, were you not here? And then she says, I got arrested and I changed my name. Pay attention, please. Yeah, that just And that is what goes so fucking wrong. Apparently, that is Teresa's trigger word. Yep. So Teresa, her mouth opens. So I don't know if you noticed this. So as soon as she says, pay attention, please, it goes right back to Teresa and she's mid Medusa. Yeah. Right? Crazy. Her mouth is kind of hanging open and her hand is out like this. She's like frozen. It's not frozen, but she is frozen. I count, I went back and I rewound it. Four Mississippis, one Mississippi, two. It was a long time. Yeah. It was a very long time. And then Teresa says, I am paying attention, obviously. There has to be something else. You were stripping, prostitution whore. You were fucking engaged 19 times. And then she slams the table with yeah. her hands. Yeah. You fucking stupid bitch. Half lift of the table. Yeah. And then full lift. And then Teresa goes completely insane. Did you hear her? She was speaking in tongues. Tongues. In tongues. What I was, was that? Like, what the fuck language? What did she say? It was so bad that they couldn't figure it out in the captioning. Could no. you figure out anything that was said? No, there was, and there were no captions to help. There was nothing. It was just, I'm telling you, it was, it was in tongues. She was, 
suddenly like in Appalachia having a fucking Nell. She was Nell. She was Nell. (laughs) Where is Jodie Foster? (laughs) She was Nell. And it was honestly, Michelle, seeing it now too, I don't think I watched really the part after, which is when her husband sort of holds her back. Dina is there. They're all kind of holding her back. And Dina keeps just saying her name. She's just like, Teresa. Teresa, like she just can't get over like what's happening. Mm-hmm. And literally, Teresa is like having these eruptions still. Yeah. And she's like, You fucked a guy, Steve, ostensibly, right? Mm-hmm. In my house. And even Albie has kind of stepped in. I don't know if you noticed this. He has his arm around Danielle. Yeah. I I wonder. Um so yeah, there's some pieces that were missing, right? I mean, did Joe just tell her something tonight about things with Steve? And, you know, I, it's other... like this stuff has been brewing. Like I didn't, and you know, it's funny when I thought about it, when she's like, you fucked a guy in my house. I thought, oh my God, I bet you because Steve works for Joe. Yeah. I bet you he fucked her in the house before they, they were done with it. Yeah. The empty on house. the, on the onyx. Yep. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? And then told Joe. And then Joe told her. Yeah, and she must have been pissed, and she held that in this whole time. She never and mentioned. Joe really should keep that to himself. Steve should keep it to himself. Really, Steve shouldn't tell his boss probably that he like fucked somebody while he was probably supposed to be working. Yeah, and then also in his boss's house. Yeah, that would be my advice. You know, as a um, as a, a coach, I would say probably don't do that, Steve. You stupid yeah. motherfucker. But yeah, so that's that sounds like something that really set her off in a way that maybe we weren't we didn't know about we didn't have that context so maybe we didn't know that that was one of the straws that was sort of building and building and building but also um, too i think this is the beginning of seeing teresa she doesn't like when it's not all about her like she really gets bent out of shape yeah i think this was like the longest time in the series that she shut the fuck up which was while danielle was talking to um or fending off basically caroline and dina well i was I, i'm wondering like when she did that like point like at at danielle i was like is this like a processing delay that she has like, <laughs> she, like is something gonna be said <laughs> well that's what i'm saying like it was one of those things that i looked and i was like and at first i thought oh fuck is my thing buffering yeah that's what i was like oh i'm buffering and so i paused it and then i started again and i was like Oh no, the time's ticking. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then I was like, no way. And that's why I had to count. That's what was so super, it was super strange. And while this is all happening, all Danielle, Danielle all of a sudden becomes Ramona. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, and then she says, uh, Teresa is like a freaking caged animal at the zoo. And I'm like, really? Could you be more descriptive? Like a freaking caged animal at the zoo behind the bars. You know, they get fed twice a day. You know, I mean, it's just so stupid. Um, and she goes, tables need to be thrown at me. Um, and then Teresa, all of a sudden, again, another outburst, another inarticulate outburst from our girl T. Uh-huh. She's like, she's a fucking pig. Because she's still going on about this whole thing with Steve. Yeah. And that's when Dina says, I've known Teresa for almost 15 years. And I've never seen an ounce of that behavior. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think the anesthesia fucked with her brain when she had her tits done. <laughs> and i think hot take from michelle barczykowski please hold it. serve it up right now <laughs> boom, 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 boom. she's not come out of it that 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 elicited like, she a is permanent concussed. change she has yeah. permanently concussed yeah 
Well, yeah. Well, brain you know, cells so, left the room. Yeah. It's so funny that like these two are so like close then because of course they don't speak now at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with the whole situation with uh, Dina's uh, n- now husband, Dave Canton. Okay. So do you remember the whole, uh, so do you remember when we uh, listened to uh, that podcast about, I don't know if you, yeah, I think it was on our trip. We listened to the podcast about Dina and her husband, about the Manzos. Oh yeah. Yeah. We listened to a few minutes and then I think we got on to something else. We had an ADHD moment, but I went through and I listened to the whole thing. It was actually excellent. Uh, if you guys uh, don't already listen, they're called the Bravo docket with CC and Angela. Uh, there are two attorneys that break down all kinds of cool shit uh, that's happening in the Bravo universe from a, like a legal perspective. And mm-hmm. so I learned a lot about uh, the case. And so basically Dina, uh, her ex-husband, the Manzo. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I guess has been uh, allegedly ordering um, people to beat up her and her husband in various yes. times. Yeah. And so that is why uh, basically Dina does not lo- no longer talks to Caroline yeah. because Caroline, I think vouched for her brother-in-law um, mm, when he yeah. was, when he was in par- part of his legal case. And I think Teresa also uh, is, is part of the, the people that are sort of aligned more with Caroline. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it was a really interesting podcast, but it's interesting to see now how things have changed. I mean, this is, these two are like, you know, two peas in a pod all through the series yeah. and very soon things are going to go very, very wrong. In fact, you know, Teresa just got married, of course, about a year ago mm-hmm. and Dina was supposed to be in her wedding. And at the last minute she pulled out and that That's is why right. Dolores, Dolores Catania. Dolores. I love, oh, yeah. I love Dolores Catania. Let's not go there, but. Dolores I love that is name. My... Dolores Catania. It's my oh. stage name. She, oh, that should be. It's Dolores is the shit. She's she's one of my favorites for sure. Um, but yeah, this is honestly where where things start to go cuckoo. Um, and so Teresa says, Don't think I'm airheaded and stupid. That's what pissed me off, telling me to pay attention. She doesn't know who the fuck she's fucking with, okay? And you know how when people go nuts mm-hmm. and like all that like every other word is fuck? Yeah. Um, it reminded me of a, a interview I once heard uh, Matt Damon talking about how we as Bostonians use the word fuck all the uh-huh. time. Yeah. And we use it as like an adjective, a noun, a verb. And it you know. loses its power. It may as well, you may as well be saying like sneaker or. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up uh, in Everett, literally, we would start sentences with fucking. So what's going on? Fucking. You're fucking suspect. Uh, yeah. You're fucking sus, man. Um, and so she's starting to just unravel, right? But she's cooled down a little bit. She's sitting down, but she's still like blip. She's like a um a percolator. She's just yeah. um and she's, you know, literally she after she says she doesn't know who the fuck she's fucking with. I don't know if you notice we have a close-up. The next shot is a close-up of Jillian, Danielle's daughter, looking super startled. Because of course, she's watched all this. They're all in the same room. Oh, so, and, so at, from the table, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like, yes, that's, that's she's, so crazy. She's literally, you know, um, and then she says, I have no skeletons in my fucking closet. Okay. Thank you very much. She just keeps going. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then Dina is sitting there and Dina, Dina is like, I am not saying that I'm innocent. She's saying this to Danielle. She says, and again, her Danielle's daughters are right here. She goes, I cannot stomach you. And then Danielle says, sweetie, the feeling is very mutual, which of course it isn't because 
only a few weeks ago, Danielle was throwing her arms around, uh, you know, Dina. And what we were determining was the cringiest hug of all time. Yeah. Danielle um, wants to inhale Dina. I mean, oh, yeah. She does want to wear her skin. Yeah. I'm sure she does. I think I think Dina was right there. I think she wants to be her. Mm-hmm. And then Dina says, I do not like you as a person. And as she's saying that, Jillian is in frame. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. She's literally in frame over Dina's left shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then so she says, did, did uh, Caroline bring the book? Yes. Was I there? Yes. Did I enjoy it because of all the lies you had been spreading about me? Yes. Oh. So Danielle's been spreading lies about Dina. Dina. Prior so to the show Tony. Starting. That's what I'm telling you. I think that somebody is yeah. feeding Dina something. And so then Dina says, I'm going to pray for you because that's what you need. You are cuckoo. Um, quick sh- question for you. Out of nowhere, I looked in the shot. Jacqueline is sitting on her husband's lap yeah. in the restaurant. Yeah. Is that a normal thing? That seems yeah, weird. Yeah, I think she was probably upset and he was. Okay. Yeah, Because then the eruption of yelling happens, right? Then everybody starts. There's like just little shits back and forth about who's lying and who's not lying. And that's when Chris, you know, that's when he really does his Legends of the Fall moment. He shuts them all up. Uh, he tells them like they're acting like a bunch of fools. Who gives a shit about the book, he says. Um, and then he says to Danielle, you're welcome in my home. I think we're lucky to be here. We should all think that we're lucky. Um, and then Jacqueline says that she is proud of Chris. And then Dan, uh, Dina starts to say to Caroline, it's over. Like, let's be done. Um, and they all file out. And now it's funny because as they file out, I was thinking about my family because we have this thing in my family that we call um, the Italian part of my family. Their last name is Sirio, S-E-R-I-O. And they call it the Sirio goodbye. And mm-hmm. it takes about 20 minutes mm-hmm. to just get out of the house. Like you say you're leaving, like it's how it's like it's Thanksgiving. That's stage one, yeah. And you say you're leaving, yeah. And then like stage two is like where the fuck are your coats? Yeah. And then stage three, you're like where the fuck are your keys? And then stage four is, you know, I got to give you your bag of leftovers and bring. Like, that oh to yeah, the I was farm. gonna say, where's the fucking food? Don't forget um, that. Yeah. yeah. So so it's so funny. It just reminded me of that as they were all following out, and so that's when we get um, like sort of like the end captions, the wrap up to the seasons, right? So we have um, and I I I. I have these uh, sort of written down here. We have Dina is enjoying being just a housewife again Mm -hmm. and that she devotes her time to her charity, her family and her cats, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes me want to cry. And then um, we have Teresa talking about how she is hot tempered, but you know, she wouldn't hurt a fly, which turns out to not be true. Just a wine glass on the table. Yeah. It turns out not to, not to really be true. So again, Teresa's, uh, her uh, end cap here, her end of her year, is that she's still helping her daughter Gia with her acting career, and that her new bubbies did the trick, and that she and Joe are expecting. Oh, they have like a fourth, a fourth kid. Yep, they have. A, her name was Adriana. She's wicked cute. I think she's a dancer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Very talented. Um, and then next, I will say I thought this was pretty cool. Caroline said that she felt like that Danielle and Dina probably needed to apologize to each other. Yeah. There were and some so things think, that shouldn't have been said there. Yeah, and do you think I? I think that maybe Caroline has a better read on Tony. I think like so. she probably knows who that person is. I mean, I'm sure she knows who that person is, and so she probably knows that there's probably been some tales told either way. I think so. I think you're right, yeah. and I, I, I just think Caroline has like a better read on everybody. Really, I think we love her. 
I you know I like her too. I she's really she just she got and she looked together. pretty in this. I thought that her hair looked good. It looks good when it's up and away from her face. Yes, yes. And no, any any type of wrap dress with a V neck looks fabulous on her with those big ass bubbies. Now, um, I do. I you know Teresa. I, I guess was springing for this for this dinner, right? Yeah. So you know, I I mean, I would be mad. They didn't even eat Danielle. No, I'd be fucking pissed at Danielle if she showed up like with the book and did that shit like at my dinner that I was paying for. Oh my god, I know. And took over the whole dinner. I only had like one shrimp and you fucked up the whole dinner. I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean, like they didn't even get to sit down and eat dinner and Teresa probably still had to pay for that. Yeah. And that was before production paid for things. Yeah. So Oh yeah. So Caroline's um her her uh sort of wrap up for her years, she stands by her decision to expose the book and she says that she would do it again. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saying that, Caroline. She's like, I'd fuck her life over again if I could. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Danielle, who loves to say this phrase, which she says, apologies are in order. Yeah. As They're everyone's order. always supposed to apologize to her. Yep. And it says she continues to look for her soulmate, in quotations, and that she and Dina still go to the same hair salon, but have not crossed paths. Mm. You think you'd change your fucking salon. But then again, Tony is, or whoever. I wonder if it's there are some people who um, become important later, like uh, these two women named Kim. I wonder if one of them might be the, the cause. I can't remember. Um, and so then we see this scene. It's very quick. I don't know if you noticed this. Caroline says to Jacqueline, she says, you know who you're hurting? You're hurting my parents. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What? what and then so Jacqueline says it's hard to choose sides and then uh her uh end cap here is, is very happy Jacqueline and Chris are expecting baby number three and the pregnancy has brought the baby closer uh sorry the pregnancy has brought the family closer together again mm-hmm. so yay yeah what's that hurting my parents though like I don't like yeah, Are you I have a little old to still be living for your parents' reputation. And I don't know that there was anything that Jacqueline did. I, I guess if there is something that was hurting her parents, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But you know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to see this all come out in the reunion. Mm-hmm. I love the reunions. I, I love too. when people face off with each other. I fucking love that. Yeah. So I am I'm looking forward to that. I'm also so looking forward to seeing some of the lost footage, yep. um, seeing some of those extended scenes. It's always great to get all that extra cringe in. Yeah. Um, and I just love how Andy handles the reunion. He's just, he's just such a master. He really is. He's a great, he is. He's a, you know, he can be, lately he can be, um, he's become more biased, I think. I think in, so. In, yeah. in the last few years. But early on, I think he was really good. And I do love how he handles Teresa. So it should be really fun. Mm -hmm. But before we move on, let's get to our categories, which, you know, is my favorite part of the pod. Um, We have our categories here. We have three categories. They're my faves. Let's start at the top, which is at Cringe Mountain. So what for you was the scene with the most cringe, Michelle? What's your nomination? Uh, when Danielle was showing um, her kids those pictures, and I think it was uh, was a Christine, 
Christine yes. Christina. The look on her face, like it was, <laughs> you know, was she, what was she looking at? Someone <laughs> hanging? Her mother's hairy 70s it, bush, probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah, right? She was probably. just probably, no, it's not hairy now. Why was it so hairy then? And am I going to get that hairy? Good one, good one. My nominee is uh, Lexi uh, in her creepy baby voice uh, talking about her boobs and her mother's boobs. <laughs> So gross. So <laughs> gross, Lexi. All right. Fashion disaster, Michelle. What was the most disastrous bit of fashion? In the opening scene in the brown house, the brown kitchen. The brown. Um, <laughs> excuse me. D- Dina has the worst clothes. She's got like that stupid flowy baby doll top in those uh, low slung you know, early aughts jeans. Oh, low, like, low, low, very low rise. Very, very low, low rise. And they're like t- tight on the thigh and they like yep. flare out at the bottom. And <laughs> with low like rise a, boot cut, bitch. Yeah. With like, yeah. you know, sandals or whatever. And like her toes yeah. just stick out. I, I I can't stand that. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, mine was, and listen, I, I really even struggle. I struggle to say this to you. I don't want to do it because I love him so much. And he was so sweet in this and so great. But when Chris was giving Ashley the car, he was wearing the worst brown shirt. Yep. It was so bad. I wanted to look at Jacqueline and go, help him out. He's so cute. And then he had like the big sweat stain in the back. Oh, my Did God. You <laughs> and like, he, you know he, who he was dressed like? He was dressed like um, Uncle Eddie on National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so funny. Like Randy Quaid. In National yeah. Lampoon's Vacation. He just, and Chris is very cute. So I think it was criminal of Jacqueline to let him out of the fucking house and on camera like that. Yeah. Jacqueline went down a peg for me. Um, and then number one here, kiddo, who won the episode for you? What was your nomination? Um, I I think Teresa. You know, I think she, she, um, she fucking came out of Daenerys' dinosaur egg there and yeah that's Dracarys. it she, just, she yep. just kept saying Dracarys. don't wake the dragon don't wake the dragon <laughs> someone woke the fucking dragon and th- yeah <laughs> i agree <It> lives. <laughs> i agree that was mine too i i think that you know not only did we like really activate teresa it's like literally like we found the code boop, boop, beep, beep, beep. Totally. and now we have activated teresa or we've unlocked her power we've like powered her up yeah but i also feel like what we're doing now is like seeing a situation where this scene, what we just basically recapped for the last two days, this particular scene is the reason why she has this incredible longevity. She's one of the few people to have been with a franchise. I think she's the longest running yeah. now that Vicky is gone from OC. Yeah. Teresa is the longest running housewife. And the only thing that interrupted um, her continue um, her continuous run was, of course, her unfortunate her jail time. Yeah. As, as, they, as Anthony used to say on Designing Women, her unfortunate incarceration. The unfortunate incarceration. Of she Teresa. had to know about the business. That's, I mean, a good you porn, know. that's a good porn movie name. The unfortunate incarceration of Teresa Judice. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a right. 70s porn. Oh, yeah. Like Harry Bush there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Sweaty yeah, balls. Sweaty hairy balls. Yeah. Sweaty balls. Oh, this is you know the guards, this, the guards in the jail, right? Yep. We're we're just getting started, Michelle. We are we are hurtling uh towards the 
the uh, conclusion of this. We're super excited to continue this, guys. Thank you so much to uh, all of our friends and family, uh, everyone who has listened and shared. We've just passed uh, 1,500 uh, downloads, and we're very, very grateful. We really appreciate it. Nice. Uh, we'd also love it if you guys could get a moment, uh, if you haven't already, to drop us a review uh, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this pod. And also click on that follow. Yes, follow. yes. Press the follow button. Clickety-click-click. Yes. Click. We'll just show up. Yes, and then it just magically. Ready. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we drop a new episode, it will magically appear in your feed. Yeah. Uh, so we are looking forward to you guys joining us next time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pure Cringe Podcast. Michelle, this was so fun. This was fun. This has been this has been a good one. I'm looking forward to to breaking down the rest of them. All right, let's yeah. do it soon. All right, thanks everybody, and don't forget, be kind because what, Michelle? Anyone can be a cunt. That's we right. saw a lot of it. We just saw That's a lot right. of it. We yeah. just saw some just cunt central. Just yep. crawling, crawling. Just be nice, guys. Be Shower nice. of cunts. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.